Welcome back to the Diamond Cut Media Podcast. I'm David Diamond, and in this episode, I brought on Rashawna Scott, real estate agent, real estate investor, and founder of Flippin' in Heels, an organization that helps women learn real estate and flip real estate. We went over a range of topics in this episode, business, marketing, life, entrepreneurship. So you'll really enjoy it, and let's get it started. All right, cool. So I'm here with Rashawna Scott, um, real estate masteress. I should say masteress. <laughs> um, specializing in actually teaching women real estate, but we'll get, we'll get there. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, how did, what did you do? Give me like your, a little bit of your story. How did you, like, where did you grow up? How did you get into all this, even before the real estate, all the tycoonness? Um, how, did, how did you, how did you, uh, how did you grow up? How did you get into all this stuff? So, um, I grew up, um, two-parent household. So, I'm actually the youngest of, uh, the youngest girl out of seven. So, two-parent household. And, you know, so funny, my mother said I came in this world grown. And I remember being three years old, you know, like acting like a little boss, trying to tell everybody what to do. Um, but yeah, you know, two-parent household. Uh, my parents are phenomenal for uh, laying the foundation and, um, you know, putting in the groundwork for um, teaching us the difference between right and wrong, right? Um, and, you know, typical middle-class upbringing, um, born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Uh, I cannot forget that, cannot leave that out. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, uh, public school, right? And then um, I also did not go, to, go away to college like um, a lot of folks did. So I uh, remember, you know, Obama, um, just getting elected, um, I want to say, I want to say it was my, um, when I was graduating high school, and I remember at that time, there was such a big um, discussion around um, the growing rate of student loan debt, and I knew that I wanted to be financially free, I knew I wanted to, you know, go into entrepreneurship, I knew I wanted to be successful, and I was like, man, forget this student loan debt stuff, you know, I'm going to stay home and work my way through college, right, so I paid my way through school, and if I couldn't afford to go to school one semester, I, I didn't go, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't believe in taking out a bunch of loans and, and, and that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, but I used up all the free grants and money that I could. I made sure I applied every January. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but other than that, um, you know, so undergrad in business, um, business administration and entrepreneurship. Um, when I was in high school, again, like I said, I knew I wanted to go that path or that route of entrepreneurship, um, but I didn't quite know, you know, know what it was going to look like yet. Um, and what then college? once I, I'm sorry. What college? So I went to a couple of colleges. So I moved around. So I went to um, Moraine Valley Community College was one. Then I went to Harold Washington for a semester. I went to DePaul for a semester. Then I finished at Governor State. And the reason for me moving around, remember, I didn't, I, Listen, I didn't really care that much for a college education because I knew I wanted to be in real estate and I knew 
that I didn't need a degree in order to do real estate. I only went to school because my mom was like, you better go to school. You know, my mom, I grew up, my mother um, was a CPS teacher so in education all my life, right? And so it was like, that was the only option. Um, but yes, yeah, so I moved around because I was always trying to find the cheapest school with the best. It's like I was bargain shopping for classes. I was like, okay, which universities are accredited you know, universities, but have the cheapest tuition. That's what I was on. So I moved around. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. And so, so you come out of college and then what happens? So I come out of college and, um, I mean, even while I'm in college, I'm working, right? So I'm hustling. Um, I'm in school full time. I'm working full time and I'm doing real estate on the side. So even prior to college though, like my journey started when I was in high school and there was a um, there was a career day and there was a guy who, you know, spoke about, you know, his career. And I always knew that, OK, well, I'm just going to go into some level of management and that's going to be the end. I'll be all right. I'm going to make, make six figures. I'm going to have a great life and I'm going to be somebody's manager. Like that's the highest title that I could think of at that time. And I remember at this career day, I was about 16, and he explained to us, he said, hey, I'm a manager at AT&T, but even though I'm a manager at AT&T, I don't depend on AT&T to provide for me and my family. So he also owned 400 vending machines across the city of Chicago. And he explained, um, again, the idea of financial freedom. And that was my first time ever hearing this concept, ever hearing this terminology, um, and you know, just the idea of entrepreneurship. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna depend on a company to take care of me and my family for the rest of my life. And so that was sparked in me, like I said, middle of high school. And then I knew I wanted to go that route, but I didn't know what it was gonna look like yet until someone at, I was about maybe 18, and then someone gave me the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, right? So then I read that, which was a mindset book, but also a real estate book. Um, and, at, and when I read it, I said, okay, I knew where the path that I wanted to go. And then once I read that, that was confirmation that real estate was going to be the way. So like I said, even while I was in high school, like I knew that I wanted to do more than that. So even after graduating high school, I was still on this track to, you know, figure out this real estate thing. Okay. So that was, and that was, you actually answered my second question, which was going to be why real estate and not something else. Um, and so you kind of you kind of already answered that. So you you come out, you start doing real estate. How okay? So <laughs> when did you start real estate? Like, did you was it was it right when you got the bug? Like when you got the idea, or did like what happened? Did you have to get led into it? Did you find a mentor or what? Or did you just figure yeah. it out? Or? So I was actually blessed to um, have a mentor. I remember in high school, a girl that I was on the dance team with, her dad, I remember him doing something in real estate. And when I decided that I wanted to do real estate, I, I talked to him. I said, hey, I want to figure out this real estate thing. And he was like, okay, um, well, you know, meet me at the library and we'll sit down and we'll, and we'll figure it out. So we sat down and, and he broke down the fundamentals and, and laid it out for me. And from there, I started my first business when I was 19. Um, I built up the business line of credit. You know, he really, like I said, just laid the foundation. Um, but then I was like, what's next? <laughs> um, and I had to do a lot of figuring it out. So that was my first intro to real estate. And then also after that, I couldn't, 
I, you know, I understood the difference between an investor and an agent, but like I said, the investing thing just seemed so big. It seemed so out of my reach at the time. And so I had also had another friend who um, was also a mentor who I went to church with and she ended up taking me under her wing. She was like, Hey, look, just get your real estate license. And, and I was like, it's easy. You know, it's just a matter of taking a class and taking the test. Like I can do that. You know, so let me go ahead and do that and get my feet wet and see, you know, what this real estate thing is about. So that's why I said, like, I was working full time. I was in school full time and doing real estate on the side. I went ahead and got my license and I started working in real estate to understand the ins and outs of, um, you know, real estate law. Okay. That makes, that's a good point. You said law. Um, that, that, that sparks a lot of conversations, actually. Um uh-huh. Especially with, even with even with people don't realize it, but even with funding, um, a lot of it has to do with law. Um, people think that people are just getting a grant of money out of nowhere without understanding like the common sense logic and the legal implications. That's another topic, though. Um, <laughs> so you are you're not only an investor; you're an agent. Correct. Right. So did, did you start as an investor or you started as an agent? And which one do you like more? Great question. So I started with the mindset of an investor and uh, my love is rooted in uh, real estate investing. However, becoming an agent was a segue. You know, it was it was a gateway for me into the real estate industry. But but in terms of me like getting my license, like I first got my license in 2013 and I first incorporated my company in 2011. So there was a gap between, again, starting my, my investment company and then not really doing anything with it because I didn't know what to do. Like, again, I had the foundation, but I was like, what's next? And I was looking for those answers and couldn't find them. And so then I went ahead and got my license. I was like, this should be something easy that I can do. From 2013 to 2014, I did just leasing. Um, and then from there, I was like, this is boring. Um, you know, I want to go into investing. So then in 2015, I went and invested $20,000 into a guru program all on credit cards. And I was only like 22. Um, into a guru program to figure out this investing thing, right? Like I knew that investing in myself and investing in like personal development was key because, um, you know, I didn't grow up with people talking about self-directed IRA rollovers and business credit and, and, you know, all of these things. And and so I knew that I had to do something that was out of the ordinary, something that I had never done before. And nobody, even within my immediate circle, um, had done before in a matter of going out, you know, going to workshops, conferences, seminars. I mean, anytime somebody came on the radio saying, I'm coming to, you know, your city, you know, whatever, right, to teach about real estate investing. I was there. I didn't even have a car. I was buying my mom's car at the time, you know, and I was going and showing up like, you know, this is where I want to be and this is what I want to figure out. And I knew in order for me to figure it out, I had to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that highlights a lot of the stuff you figure out in the trenches, right? Like it, you, you can read a lot. You can, you can do all kinds of stuff outside of doing it. And it's uh <laughs> But I think I actually uh, we get into that in a little bit. But um, so with that said, though, what are the reasons you think somebody will fail in real estate with your experiences that you 
you know, acquired thus far and your successes, what do you think somebody, what would cause them to fail? Well, let me first say that failing is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. And failing is not a, a bad thing. And not saying that, you know, you position it as such. But, um, so I say that to say you're going to fail, right? <laughs> um, but I think, that, you know, the, the lesson in that is like, what do you do once you fail, right? So what separates those from who fail and then they just give up versus those who continue to keep going? Because that's at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, every failure is a lesson. And if you don't fail, that means you aren't taking risks, right? Um, and so I will say that when you do fail, because you will, um, you know, it's, it's a matter of just, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. I've had many failures of just trying to figure the thing out. And then how you shorten that learning curve is getting a mentor, getting a coach, you know, but it, but it's not to say that that's going to be fail, fail proof. Right. So, yeah, so you're going to fail, but when you fail, you cannot be defeated. Right. And I think it's easy to fall into that, especially when there's money on the line, your integrity is on the line, your business is on the line. It's easy to feel defeat, um, you know, in this space. But you have to just keep going. What was what was one of those big failures? Man, partnering with the wrong people. Right. Not having the right contracts in place, not having the. Um, belief in myself and definitely not knowing my worth right like because I was young um, I let that hinder me a lot you know I let that be the excuse of why this or why not that when in reality I should have I, I definitely should have used it to my advantage because I did have that as an advantage right and so sometimes we use those things and it can be whatever it is right like you may say oh i'm too young to get started with this business or the next person might say oh i'm too old to start a business right so it doesn't matter what you feel like your you know beliefs are like those are limiting beliefs right and so when you remove those limiting beliefs like at the end of the day people are going to respect you because you know your stuff and that's what i ended up realizing um and that is also going to be in my book um, when I get it all together, <laughs> but it's, a, it's about that. It's about the piece of, look, at the end of the day, you are there, um, because somebody wanted you to be there and someone needs what you have to give. And so again, I didn't know my worth. Um, I definitely, you know, was not paid on certain, um, partnerships or projects that I should have been, how I should have been compensated. Um, and, that was that was definitely one of the biggest lessons in um, working and navigating, you know, this real estate process and figuring it out. And then not having, you know, the proper contracts in place. Like people tell you, um, oh, have a contract, have a contract. You, you hear that all the time. But if you've never even seen a contract mm-hmm. or you've never hired an attorney You've never, you know, you know, all of that can be intimidating, you know, when you're first getting out and getting started. And I don't care, you know, how old you are. But the other thing, too, that I learned about in partnerships is that transparency is everything, 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 everything from day 
zero, <laughs> not even day one, from day zero, transparency is everything. And you have to have those difficult conversations up front because those difficult moments are going to come. It's inevitable in business, right? And those difficult moments usually look like, oh, you know, we're short money, you know, this, some, this happened, that happened, right? Something bad happens. So talk about those what is up front in the beginning of the relationship. So when they come, you already have that agreement. And, and if you, you know, are taking notes, not only are you going to have that understanding, but you're also going to have it in writing. Mm -hmm. So those are some of my big lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good to note. Um, I think in, in our community, really, we have a lot of, we're very emotionally intelligent. So we have a lot of handshake type of deals, a lot of emotional type of deals. Um, so it's, I guess it's just kind of, you can have that, but you have to blend it. You have to blend some of that um, peppers into your conversation, right? Um, and so, yeah, that's something I, I can see that being a tough thing to do. Because even when I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, you have to come to somebody, you know, hey, you could screw me on uh, <laughs> on this. So let's take a look at uh, points one and ten. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Um, on, the, on, the, on the other hand, I wanted to ask you, so what are some of the things that will allow you to kind of hit that point where you start to take off in real estate? What are the things that can kind of fast track your success a little bit for somebody started? Yeah, yeah, great question. So for me, um, definitely uh, my network, right? So it's so funny. My friends say I know everybody. <laughs> they call me the connector. Um, but I just show up, you know, as myself and I'm intentional about where I show up and how I show up and, you know, realizing that in relationships, there is an exchange of something, right? Some value, some time, some information, something. And so when you give, I'm a huge giver. When you give, you know, what you put out, you receive 10 times back. And so when you show up as your authentic self, those genuine relationships will, um, they'll evolve, they'll form, right? Um, moving outside of your comfort zone, having an accountability group is also key in fast tracking that success because it is difficult. It is hard to get started and to be successful in this industry. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but having, you know, that, um, like I said, that accountability piece is going to be big. It's going to be key. Um, also branding, like when my branding and my marketing took off, my business took off. And from that, it was, um, it's also showing up as your authentic self and documenting your journey. I share this often because so many people, um, are not on real, not, not on social media because they're like, oh, I'm not good on social media, but you have a business and it's 100% free advertising and marketing, right? Like, would you rather go pay for leads or would you rather figure out how to get good on social media, right? Because it's almost like if you're, if you're a business owner, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute must. It's your social resume, right? So um, I tell people, get rid of the imposter syndrome. So many people are not putting themselves or their business out there on social media because they're like, oh, well, I don't feel like I'm an expert. I don't feel like I'm a guru. I don't feel like I know it all. And guess what? I don't know it all. 
And right. when I first got started, I definitely didn't know it all. <laughs> and I still don't know it all. But what I also say is that how many people would be left uninspired if I had waited to share my journey until I felt that I knew it all? Right. So it's not about that. It's not about you. It's not about, you know, if you think you're ready or not, the world needs what you have to give and your customers are waiting for you. Right. Your customers, your clients, the deals, the connections, the opportunities, because I put myself out there in such a way that I was educating my audience and sharing, just documenting my story and sharing what I know, the opportunities and the clients, um, they came. Yeah, it all just, it's funny because it all just, what you said is huge. Like, I used to try to tell people this stuff all the time and nobody wanted to hear it. So I stopped, so I stopped, I stopped saying it. Um, I used to try to tell people, that's, the funny thing is, that's why, um, to this day, I just keep it Diamond to Cut Media. Um, it went from, it was David Diamond to Media, I just used my name and then I flipped, I kind of just played off my name called Diamond Cut Media. And... I was, I was heavily focused on marketing stuff. And, you know, I would try to tell people how important it is and all that kind of stuff. And the marketing is what actually changed everything. No matter what I sell now. Like, because I also have a, a long financial background. And I went to school for that and stuff as well. But the reality is the marketing is actually like the, what do you call, like the, the engine, the rocket. It's the, it makes, like like you were talking about earlier, would you rather pay for leads or would you rather just leads just show up? I'd rather leads just show up. Absolutely. I'd rather, I'd rather be booked out for months. Um, that makes more sense to me uh, than having to pay for leads. And you don't know how they got those leads. Then you're dependent on what they do as opposed to what you do. You don't understand the process. So the marketing piece is big, but a lot of people don't value marketing it is almost impossible to articulate value to marketing. People value money. Um, they value real estate. They value credit, all those things. But they forget like the core element of business itself, which is mm -hmm. marketing. So if you, like those other things are important too, but they're more important when you actually have an engine, right? Like you already have like a system that works. So if you have a system that works already, then you just, you plug in the money, you plug in the line of credit, you plug in the, what you call, I'm saying this as somebody who runs a funding company every day, <laughs> the marketing is actually the strategy is more important. And then you put money inside of that. And then that puts out more money. It's just like mathematics. Um, I don't know how your college was, but I'm sure you guys had to do a ton of math um, in your business program. I know I did. Um, I was more, I was straight more finance based, but still, it's like any equation. It could be like algebra. 3x plus 2. You plug in the variable for x plus the 2, it's going to give you a higher, you know, a higher number. Yeah. Um, what happens is people will have, you know, <laughs> 1x uh, minus 3 and, and plug in 1 and then think that they're going to get 10 out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so... Um, that's because the marketing and the strategy part is not taken care of. So what you said was real big. I hope it doesn't go over everybody's head. But, um, you know, for some reason, it's very hard to articulate the value of marketing and strategy and whatnot. It just opens so many doors. You know, mm. people are they're so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm like, dude, no one knows what you're doing. Right. 
first of all. <laughs> yeah, like, first, first, like, of, first all. of all, nobody knows. I, don't, I also don't think, because I know you probably look at your analytics, people don't realize the, the, the follower number is not the number of people that are seeing, impressing on your, uh, on your content. The, the right. impressions, they're like in the millions. You literally right. have to have millions of people <laughs> come across your stuff for it to trickle down to be of value to you. So I think people kind of sleep on that. Um, and I'm so glad too. So you also mentioned, um, you know, just in regards to not knowing what to post. And I got to shout out my girl, King Ashley Ann here, who is um, the queen of marketing. And she um, has a thing where she tells people to figure out your posting cycle. You know, what is that? What is your posting cycle? What does that look like? So um, just really, you know, to go through really quick, you know, you already have a theme or a tone for your page, right? And you already know, okay, this is the type of content um, that I want to put out. And this is the type of content that I want to share. And you already have it listed out, maybe 20 things or tips or topics of things that you want to post about. So when you ever feel stuck, you can go and say, okay, I'm going to post an article today. I'm going to post a tip today. I'm going to post a quote today. I'm going to post this or this or this today because you already have it outlined of what your page is about and what that looks like. Um, also, you mentioned, you know, the insights and paying attention to those, you know, especially if, if you have a business page, you're able to click at, you know, more or additional information. You're able to see how many people are commenting on your um your content, how many people are saving it, sharing it, liking it, you know, how many people you were able to reach and follow the numbers, right? Numbers don't lie. And if your audience, you know, if you're trying to grow, you're following your whatever, your engagement, share more of what people want, what people like, what people, you know, came to see. Um, I remember posting, you know, gems and content and tips and it's you know hundreds of likes and shares and and then I post a selfie and it's like you know a couple of, and I'm like wait a minute I know I'm cute <laughs> you know y'all not about to make me feel self-conscious but um you know and I and I say that jokingly but the point is that my audience wasn't coming to me because I'm an Instagram model, right? Or, the, or maybe, you know, because I thought I was cute. They're not coming to look at me. They're coming to get the content and the gems and the information that I'm putting out. And that's how I train my audience. And then when I realized that, you know, I still post my cute selfies here and there. But um, at the end of the day, I'm going to put out that content because that is what's going to turn into dollars. Bingo. Yeah. 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 You, you have to, if, especially if you take your, if you're taking yourself seriously as a business person, you have to lead with value. So it has to be a whole bunch of valuable stuff before everything else. Um, in most cases. Now I know this might be some people that get away doing it the opposite. Um, but in most cases, I said nine out of 10 cases, you need to lead with value. And then you realize, yeah, like how you said, it's so funny. Um, you post something like, you know, you just hanging out or something looks good. No. Right. We want to learn something today, <laughs> which is good. Right, right, right. <laughs> because then that sales on the back We want to learn something today. Exactly. Right. You know, so that's a good point. Um, and yeah, uh, King Ashley Ann, um, she's a um, beast. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so, ma'am, 
we went over my question thoroughly on that one. And this is another one I want to ask. So in everything that somebody does, there's these little nuances that, and I kind of touched on this earlier, but now I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. There's these little nuances that only you'll only find out from really doing it. You know what I mean? It, I mean, they every once in a while it may pop up. It might pop up in a book that is, you know, twenty bucks, but you'll never know because you know what I mean. It's just something you kind of have to figure out or find out, um, and you only find out from just doing it over time. I know for me, um, a lot of stuff is like that. Almost, almost everything is like that, and then you get to see like all the, all the lies. It's like, damn, there's so many lies, and they just get circulated. And then people come to you with lies and you're like, no, that's not how it really could work. You know what I mean? So what are some of those things in real estate, some of those nuances that, or maybe you don't have to give everything away, but you know, um, maybe one or two things that you can only find out from doing it that have really propelled you. Um, again, I, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention the marketing piece. And um, I mean, because, I stay booked out (laughs) and, but I'm not marketing every day anymore because I put in the work already. Right. Um, And so I'm showing up and I show people who I am, what I do, what I'm about, like that little gem. And, and, and even if you feel like I don't know what to post today, post what you're doing in your stories, show that, I'm reading today. I'm doing, I'm going further into my personal development. I'm, you know, taking this class uh, about my business. Like I am doing something, you know, in the industry because of what that's going to do is not only position you as a subject matter expert, but it also creates that brand awareness because the consumer doesn't know the difference between a real estate agent or an investor or a wholesaler or whatever. Like they don't know any of that. All they know is Roshana and real estate. And that's all I need them to know. You know, they come to me and, and, and hey, and I figure out the rest. So marketing is key. Um, what are some other things? I mean, just by being knowledgeable on what I know, that definitely sets me apart um, on the realtor, in the realtor world. Um, I am hashtag the investor's realtor. And so I attract a lot of investor clients because they're like, hey, you're knowledgeable in this, this, you know, specific niche. And because of my knowledge and my experience and in sharing that and showing that clients are showing up, they're like, hey, I want to work with an investor. I want to work with a realtor who understands X, Y, Z. And from there, it took off. Like my love for him. And, and I got my license to be a better investor, not to be a top realtor. <laughs> but again, I didn't realize that my love for investing was going to, was going to be the thing that invest that attracted investor clients. But like I said, just having that knowledge, having that experience and being able to share it and articulate it, that has also, um, you know, been a secret, I guess you can say to, to my success. Good. I like that. I like that answer. <clears throat> Something you said earlier, um, I didn't want to gloss over. You said people who have um, imposter syndrome. Um, and then you were talking about um, 
when people don't basically follow through with what they're trying to do, it actually hurts others. I think that's very, 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 very true. Because, and you must have the same, some of the same experiences, maybe even more of people contacting you and telling you, you know, how much you've changed their life or, you know, there's something that you did or something that you said or something. I've had times where I do this, well, I did this, um, week in, week out, where I would spend extra time that I didn't need to spend on the phone talking to somebody who was young. Um, I would just talk to them for, you know, extra time, telling them what I think they should do. Um, you know, all kind of stuff like that. Um, and then moving everything forward, right? Trying to go as forward as I can. I don't think we realize how much if we quit or, or don't operate in our best capacity, we're actually hurting other people who would have had their lives changed um, as a result of us driving forward, of us pushing forward for ourselves. You actually changed a lot of lives. Um, I think that's really missed um, across the board. I think it's missed um, because of jealousy as well. Um, people get jealous. I say, oh, these, these people, they, they're making money. And you know, well, yeah, they might be making money. They also probably changed a hundred lives in the past, you know, six months, how many did you change today? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <That part. laughs> so, um, you know, but you know, that's another thing. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to make sure people heard that. Um, and the imposter syndrome thing, listen, man, you actually end up, let's say you, let's say you really don't know and you are just doing the best you can. Well, guess what? In the, in the midst of doing it over and over again, even when you don't know, <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah. you know, Give it like a give it like a year or two. You'll start knowing all kinds of stuff. That you start knowing stuff more than some people have who have maybe even been doing it longer just because of your exposure to so many people. That's another part about the marketing piece. You talk to I guarantee you talk to thousands of people and you try to take people through deals over and over and over and over again, you'll know a lot about a deal. I don't care what the industry is. It could be banking, real estate, market, it doesn't matter what, it could be music, it doesn't matter, you'll know what you're talking about, even if you didn't know what you're talking about before, but because you're brave, you're, you're, because you were brave enough to take the step, you actually become an expert, you don't become an expert by knowing it all, I think, I think a lot of that comes from our, our school system, like we have to know it all before we take the test, like it doesn't mm. work like that in real life, everybody gets an F first, mm. So, you better say that. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, everybody yeah, gets an F. F. F for failure or F for figuring it out. And you're so right because I meet so many people who are waiting until they know all there is to know in real estate before they get started investing. And it's like you'll never know all there is to know in real estate. You just gotta get started. Right. Everybody starts with an F. There's no A students. Um, if there's an A student after they've gotten off ton of f's <laughs> that's how it really works so yeah um so i don't want to let that pass those are some really really important things that you said that if somebody watches that might be the most important thing that they take away um because a lot of people i get a lot of people call and say well i want to get started in real estate i'm like i'm not the real estate guy <laughs> so so i'm like why don't you just go get started in real estate you didn't need no money to get started in real estate i mean you might need thousand dollars for earnest money or something like that i mean and you could probably push that out you can probably keep playing the game and keep not picking up the phone until 
you know, there's little games that you can play in real estate. Um, we're a lot of real estate guys, so there's little games you can play if you don't have that much money. You can go <laughs> out there and panhandle for two for five hundred dollars, and then you know borrow five hundred off from somebody. And um, <laughs> people don't realize that's people always making about money. It ain't about money. Most right. things, most things, you don't need money to start. Right. Just, you need like some strategies or something. Yeah. Um, you know, when you hear the commercials from the gurus who say, um, oh, get started in real estate with no money, no credit, no money, no credit. And that gets everybody all excited. And then they go to those seminars and they realize they got to spend $30,000 for <laughs> the program. And, um, you know, what they don't tell you is that, um, you know, on those commercials is that it's, yeah, no, it's, you know, no money, no credit. But the third thing, um, that you need is the knowledge and the education. And there's so much information out there today than there was for when I got started. I mean, YouTube University got, man, like literally, you talking about getting straight A's. If you get a straight A in YouTube University and whatever the industry or the topic it is that you are um, researching, I guarantee you, you know, you'll be ready to, you'll be more than prepared to go and, you know, take action. Um, but yeah, it's the knowledge, right? Because if you have the knowledge in real estate, uh, specifically real estate investing, then you have the know-how to structure a deal, right? At that point, you're a deal engineer and you're able to bring um, together the deal, the capital, the partners, the credit, the, you know, whatever it is that you may need to bring in order to put a deal together. Also, without you having to put in any money or any credit, but you have to have the know-how. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so it's more of a knowledge piece than a, um, I need fifty, a hundred thousand dollars to do a deal piece. I'm actually kind of scared when I get those calls. I'm like, <laughs> not to ruin my relationship. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about what you're what you're doing now, as far as it relates to you teaching real estate. Um, and I know we kind of talked about women involvement in real estate, and I wanted you to have a chance to kind of talk about. Uh, women's involvement in real estate um, and how how the numbers are and what you're doing to um, increase those numbers. So I just want yeah. to on that a little bit. Absolutely. So um, I created a company called Flipping in Heels because, again, for my love in real estate and real estate investing. Um, but it really spiraled from the fact that, again, when I got started, you know, I feel like I'm aging myself, but you know, I'm, I, I'm 10 years in the game and 10 years of figuring it out, <laughs> 10 years of failure, 10 years of lessons, 10 years of tears, 10 years, of, you know, wanting to give up, you know, but, but, you know, just keeping at it and trying to figure, figure it out. And with, throughout those years, um, in the early stages, I was looking for, um, I was looking for the female, the strong, you know, what black or not, but, um, like, oh yeah, black. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for a strong <laughs> black female, but women in general, you know, really, mm -hmm. but women at large, but I was looking for the strong black woman 
who was killing it in real estate as an investor, who was a beast, who I could look up to, who I could sit in her conferences, her workshops, her seminars, read her books, you know, someone I could look up to and I didn't find her, I didn't see her. And I was like, where is she? She must exist, right? And I thank God for social media because of which I've been able to connect with so many amazing men and women from around the country. I remember um, two years ago writing a post out and I said, black real estate investors do exist, right? And I remember writing, I had tears when I was like writing the caption out because for so long when I spent my thousands of, you know, hard earned you know, money from my part-time job as I was a broke college student, you know, spent that money on investing and going to these workshops and stuff. I was not sitting in rooms where people were at the front look like me, right? Um, I didn't see that around me at all. And so now to be surrounded by that, I'm so grateful and I want to bring more of that to the forefront. And so the purpose of Flipping the Hills is to highlight that, um, to bring women together, you know, within the community to support, to encourage, to educate, to uplift, and within Flipping in Heels. Um, Flipping in Heels is the overall brand, but I have a membership group called Infinity, and we are um, nationwide. And um, the reason for even the name of Infinity is because I believe that wealth building should be an ongoing conversation. Um, we are always at different phases in our lives and our business and our careers where we're trying to figure this thing out. And I never learned, even in all of the courses that I took, especially these online platforms, I never really did well in a beginning, middle, and end course type structure. Like for me, I was started, then get distracted, then try and pick it back up. Now I'm behind. And, I'm like, <laughs> and then I never finished the class. <laughs> and so um, in doing this and putting together something and really figuring it out what was what it was going to look like, I wanted it to be a community and and to see what it has grown into. I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed because it truly is a community. I mean, we have a book club. You know, we're checking in on you know marketing and branding. We are building business credit. We're checking in like, hey, I got my net 30 account set up. You know, it's so much more than just real estate. Like, yes, we dive deep into so many different avenues of real estate, but I wanted to create a community, a wealth building community around that conversation, um, particularly, you know, women and black women, because um, real estate is a very male dominated industry. And I wanted to show that women in real estate can do more than show up in a pretty skirt and open the door and say, you know, here's the kitchen and here's the bathroom, right? We can be bosses, we can be investors, developers, landlords, wholesalers, general contractors, we can cut the check, we can cash the check, you know, all of the above. And so I really wanted to show that and highlight that and bring that to the forefront um, because it's important, it's necessary, um, and it's needed. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, now, for some of the men who hear this, do you teach men? <laughs> Or or they or they got they gotta find one of the eighty five thousand so men that's out there. Men can click the link in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> we can schedule one on one. Um I don't have a community for men though, but um a friend of mine um actually has one coming up. So you know, I'm not sure by the time this airs or, or whatnot, but definitely you guys connect with me. Um, any information that I get for men, I will totally be putting it out on my social media channels because it is important um, across the board. And I remember, so before I got so niched into real estate, 
I was building my brand and I was more so focused on like financial literacy as a whole and in general because um, that too was important to me. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that, okay, we aren't talking about how to have a good credit score at the dinner table, right? We aren't talking about budgeting and what that looks like and what that means. And we aren't talking about what the monthly bills are, what the numbers are, what, you know, what we aren't having those conversations. And I remember being um, at a job that I used to work at downtown and um, I was on the elevator and it was around the holidays and the little TV that they have, you know, in the elevators where it says like the weather for today and the news and stuff like that. It said the top five conversations to avoid um, among family around the holidays. Number one was death and number two was finances. Mm. And that stuck with me because I was like, how, since when has it become so detrimental to discuss finances within, you know, a family setting, right? Um, and, and I think that in our communities, like that, that's the problem. That is the problem within our community. The fact that we don't, we aren't saying, hey, this is my credit score because we are ashamed or we feel like the next person is going to talk down about us instead of saying, you know, for me, listen, anybody knows, you know, where I have testimonies, I have stories, I have family and friends who had 400 credit scores when we met or at some point, you know, along their journey and now they're seven plus, right? Because it's about having those conversations. You don't know what you don't know. And oftentimes, again, you, we, we aren't the only ones. I know I'm not the only one who didn't have these conversations when I was younger. And so now that I know what I know, it is my responsibility. It is my duty to give back and share that information, you know, with my, uh, among my people, amongst my people. And so um, I say all that to say that, yes, it is so important, man, woman, you know, whatever, um, whoever, that we have more of these conversations. And so, yes, um, yes, I have, you know, my group for women, but I wholeheartedly believe that the education um, needs to be widespread among everybody for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, operating in the, in the Black community is much, much different than operating in other communities. I mean, everybody, to be frank. It's much different than operating in anybody's community. Um, because we have a different set of problems that have been intentionally ingrained in, in the community and they come out big time, especially when you're talking about anything and, um, you know, anything of the, of the stuff that we do. It comes right. out so fast. Right. Oh, I want to get, I want to get such and such amount of money. Okay. All right. Well, how's your credit? Uh, well, it's dead. Exactly. That conversation is over. I mean, it's not over, but it has to start from a different. It has to start from a different level. So, you know, that's why we have it. It's almost like the, the, my business is more like a like a ladder. Like, no matter what, how you come in, you have to start from a certain you know scenario, and you start there, and then you work your way up. Whereas um, most other communities, you just start up here, and then go up here. Whereas we have to go one, two, three, four, five. So you can't actually. Wait, run. it's more like one, two, three, up. Oh, I just fell and tripped down to two. Wait, yep. okay, two, three, four, <laughs> five. Oh, man, my shoe is untied. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a completely different type of business. And you actually, to make money in that business, you have to 
do your business a different way than other communities have to do. Um, so it's, it's actually a lot different. And I think also too, in, in knowing that your first order of business is self, right? Your first order of business is home and taking care of those personal finances so you can go and do business in the real world. Right. It actually starts on all the personal level. I try to explain that all the time. They get so caught up on business and, and that stuff is great. As you know, that's great. When you get there, you know what I mean? All the other stuff has to happen first. That opens the door on the business side. Um, and so, you know, hopefully people can uh, understand that, take that away. And then um, also if, if they've spoken to me or anybody else uh, or anybody who works with me, it won't just be uh, us saying it. It'll be you saying it now. So then you get another, <laughs> you get another, another word. Um, so I'm not just making it up out of thin air. You got to start and do things right. And then that's how you end up in a different predicament. But yeah, so shoot, I know you, I know you're busy. I know you have to go. Where can everybody find you? So I'm at Rashana Scott everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, branding, right? Um, right. Made it easy for you to find me everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can just Google me and all the information pops up there. Um, also, Flipping in Heels is where you can find um, my Instagram for the ambitious, tenacious woman um, looking for a community of other women in real estate. Uh, we are nationwide, 300 women strong. And um, yeah, we, we, that's where we, we get it in, you know, we, we go hard, you know, based on like our goals and accountability and, you know, just all of the above. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's amazing. Thank you. That was good. This thank was you. great. Thank you. Yeah. That was a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs>